0: if you haven't started watching this show don't do it.
1: <laughs> 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 or just like watch one episode and then realize that like nothing else is gonna happen <laughs> right in it, any of the other episodes you're not gonna miss
0: anything by turning it off after that episode
1: right. i'm paige and i'm megan
0: and this is spooky science sisters Hi, welcome to episode four. I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. In this episode, we're going to walk you through the history of Skinwalker Ranch. But before we talk about Skinwalker Ranch, Megan, do you have anything spooky that you want to talk about that happened last week?
1: Uh, okay, so in the last two weeks, I didn't really have anything until like a couple, was that yesterday? A couple days ago? I don't know. It's not very exciting, but, um, (laughs) my, the only thing that was like remotely spooky that happened was my daughter, Alice likes to wave at people and smile at people when they come in the door or walk by or whatever. Um, and I was feeding her dinner and, uh, Steven, her dad was out for a walk. So he wasn't around and he like, wasn't back yet. She started looking over towards the door and, like, smiling and waving at nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, like, you know, mildly creepy because I was like, what are you looking at right now? (laughs) I sort of think maybe we have, like, a big coat rack. And I sort of think maybe she thought the coat rack was a person, like, coming in the door or something. I don't know.
0: Or maybe she's made her first imaginary friend.
1: I immediately thought of that when it happened and I was like, please, please tell me that this is not what's happening. Because <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you already warned me, Paige, what we were gonna talk about for your something spooky. <laughs> but um yeah, all right. What was your what is your something spooky for this week slash listeners? You're about to be appalled that I haven't just like gotten the fuck out of this family.
0: (laughs) Well, so I do have something kind of spooky that happened this last week, but I will
1: first. Oh, like that actually happened this week? Yeah,
0: but first I will talk about the imaginary friend thing because (laughs) it's relevant now. Um, (laughs) So, growing up, my brother is six years older than me, and when he was really young, uh, he had imaginary an imaginary friend and i don't know i guess they did like everything together and my mom asked him one day what his imaginary friend's name was and he told her that his name was new me which is such a bizarre name <laughs> to choose <laughs> so i don't know like what child chooses the name Me, but um that was steven's imaginary friend so then fast forward you know, however many years later and i start walking around talking to my imaginary friend and you know i i was still pretty young uh, as far as i know Stephen didn't really know much about his imaginary friend he didn't remember much about it so it's not like they were telling me about this all the time uh and then one day my mom asked me like who my imaginary friend was and my imaginary friend's name was also new me no so yeah I mean we had moved houses by that point so I guess I don't know new me must have been following us but I don't know what child <laughs> thinks of the name new me and like spell,
1: yeah like new me spelled like n-e-w-m-e like new me like it's it's a hundred percent the demon that's been messing with you the past few weeks
0: yeah it's just following me
1: yeah and if Alice Ever tells me that she has an imaginary friend. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, if she if she tells you that she has an imaginary friend, knew me. Yeah, it's time. I don't. I don't even know what you do. You just.
1: Yeah. Just. just I like. Leave. I mean. Yeah, I th- thinking about it, it's like I don't know. Like maybe your brother said something about it at an age where you like retained it in some like subconscious part of your brain. Yeah, I totally
0: possible. <laughs> totally possible.
1: But yeah. But yeah. you guys didn't remember this until you were like adults.
0: I, yeah, I don't remember any, like I don't remember having an imaginary friend knew me Uh nor did I, you know, obviously I didn't remember my brother having one, but yeah, it was like, <laughs> like late high school maybe when my mom told me about it the first time.
1: So. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, cuz being 6 years older than you like that's old enough that like he's not going to he's probably I max mean, I don't really know what age kids have or you know lose imaginary friends, but I think it's earlier than when they're like 6. So like he's old enough that he wouldn't have had an imaginary friend by the time you were born and oh, right. like, yeah. And then like, it would have been, you know, a couple, at least a couple years after that before you're being friends with new me.
0: I just looked it up and I, apparently most kids start uh, developing like, the ima- The ability to imagine or like imagination around two or three, so that's usually okay. the age that they start. Um, they start bringing their imaginary friends around. So you got about a year <laughs> before things get really. Scary.
1: <laughs> before I find out if Numi is, uh, yeah, is attached to <laughs> attached right. to us. I don't think so, though. I think Numi is attached to you still right now. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean potentially it's living inside of this house with me yeah
1: well and if it's us then like we're gonna fucking paranormal activity that shit and like send it over to you (laughs) and hope that you don't freak out and come back and murder us (laughs) spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so, um,
0: so that was that was my I guess pre my childhood sp- spooky story. Uh, yeah. but then my something spooky from like the last week and it's not the spookiest thing that's happened to me in the last couple of weeks i can say that but i had gone outside you
1: always say that by the way (laughs) This isn't the only spooky thing that's happened but like it's apparently the most memorable well
0: this isn't like any yoga mat shit is what i'm trying (laughs) trying to say
1: uh
0: so i had gotten up like pretty early in the morning i was the only one awake And I went uh, outside and, you know, sitting out enjoying the morning and I had left the door cracked like ever so slightly. It was, it's one of those sliding doors, Um, which just so you know, is like already kind of a pain in the ass to open and close. Um, So I, oh, you know, leave it a little bit cracked. Uh, And then I'm like, I'm sitting there enjoying the morning and I hear it kind of like shut the rest of the way. So I figured, you know, someone's awake. So, so I get up and like go to the bathroom and realize everybody is still asleep. Like the pets are sleeping. Nobody is up and moving around. So then I go back out and I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I left it, you know, ever so slightly cracked again. I was trying to be quiet and sitting out reading a book and it happens again (laughs) and so, um, everybody, like everybody wakes up, comes outside and I'm like, did anybody like come over here and close the door earlier? Like, did you wake up and like hear something? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, the door definitely slammed shut twice. And I thought that maybe you were just mad that I left the door open, but <laughs> it apparently God. it just shut on its own. And like, probably, you know, there's a perfectly good explanation for this one. But this
1: is like this is a sliding door that shut like while you were outside while I was outside
0: yeah and it just like I don't know like I said it was just barely open so it just kind of like shut its shut itself I guess (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I don't know if it's really that creepy like I said this may happen to people all the time but Uh, I don't know (laughs) it it didn't feel quite right so. So that was my something spooky Terrible. Last week. <laughs> it's uh, something new every week. So, I mean, that's...
1: Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> but here's like what you're really going to find out though um, is that it's like one of those stories where some homeless dude is living in the crawl space or the attic or something. Have
0: I, I, I'm pretty certain that I've talked to you before about Um, how I thought somebody was living in the attic before because I'm You (laughs) did not. Oh, I absolutely did. I absolutely did. I had listened to a podcast talking about somebody who had like found out that somebody was living in their attic for a while. Uh, (laughs) And it like totally fucked me up. (laughs) 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 And then every time like something would be sitting somewhere that I didn't remember putting it, I would be like, Oh God, someone, I, I made Elliot climb up like and
1: check the attic (laughs) all right uh so now we can talk about our topic for this week um which you already said was skinwalker ranch which was elliot's idea which i can't really decide like if i'm mad at him about it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll preface this with before we get started um or while we're getting started that we're going to split this into two episodes. Um because mm-hmm. it is impossible to mm-hmm. cover in a single episode just like the sheer amount of insanity that surrounds that ranch. Like it's been referred to as the paranormal Disneyland. (laughs) And there's like over 200 years supposedly of history of paranormal phenomena. So yeah. So for this, (laughs) there's a lot here. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, So for the first episode we're going to kind of focus on not kind of we are going to focus on history of the ranch discussing the phenomena that have have happened there discussing the change ups that have happened in ownership over the years um and then in 2 weeks for our next episode that's when we'll really dive into like the nitty gritty of debunking although like there's no fucking way that I'm gonna be able to keep my mouth shut about (laughs) some of the ideas that I have about things that people have reported but the nitty gritty debunking stuff will come in two weeks um yeah so uh, yeah and and we're also gonna chit chat this week because we both watched well false you watched all of the available episodes i fucking gave up because i could not do it like
0: i promise you you missed nothing
1: <laughs> great well yeah you just catch me up when we get there but the, um i've watched all but one of the episodes of the history channel show which I think is just like just started this spring, right? Yeah. Yes. Called what is it called? The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. <sighs> yeah. And I <laughs> even as someone who's watched a lot of ridiculous and terrible ghost shows, like I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get all the way through. <laughs>
0: I'm finishing it damn it. Uh, the last episode yeah. is released what
1: next week? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I think Tuesday or Wednesday is the like season finale. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to get through it, but <laughs> I just couldn't do any more <laughs> this week. <laughs> okay. So, I I don't know. It's it's insane. It's like I said, paranormal Disneyland. <sighs> All right. So, well, let's just we'll lay out like a little bit of the the history and page. You just jump in like as you have thoughts about Various things with this. Sounds great. I've got thoughts. Good. (laughs) (laughs) per (laughs) usual, so many thoughts. Um, (laughs) Okay. So this ranch is located in the Uinta Basin, um, which is in Utah and is surrounded by Tribal land that belongs to the Ute tribe, um, and yeah, I mean, I you know we'll we'll, we'll get to it, but like <laughs> I also have some thoughts about the fact that this is like stolen Native American land. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like so, the ranch itself is this paranormal hotspot, and. I had read and heard like the various things that I read and listened to quotes of up to 50% of the people living in the Uinta basin. So near the ranch and in the cities around it report having seen UFOs. So like, it's like remarkably common that people think that they've seen something. And this has been going on since like there are documented reports since early European explorers moved into the area. So, this Franciscan missionary reported strained fireballs over his campfire. So, and like there's supposedly um, like tribal lore surrounding the region that dates back to to much further. Back then, that
0: I also read that there's apparently been like a significant amount of people who believe they've been abducted by aliens in that area. Um, in fact, in so I found this article, I guess it's like a news article, the Deseret News, um, which I guess is just like it's like one of the oldest, um, like news outlets in in utah in like the salt lake city area um Mm. but they have here quoted you can't throw a rock in southern utah without hitting somebody who's been abducted
1: (laughs) i think i've heard that same quote read back on on one of the podcast episodes i (laughs) listened to while I was researching.
0: So, yeah, on top of the fact that, like, there have been a lot of UFO sightings, there's also been, apparently, a lot of alien abductions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I had heard the same thing um, and that same quote. Uh, yeah. It's, it's insane. So, there's also this book that gets written in the 1960s, by a biologist named Frank Salisbury um, called the Utah UFO display. So he goes through like hundreds of reports to like filter out false identifications um, and writes this book about UFO sightings in the area and like what they might mean. And yeah, I mean there's just like a, there's a lot of complicated stuff here because there's things that, like, lend all of these stories legitimacy. And then there's things like the fact that, you know, well, the History Channel show will, like, claim that they have physical evidence. But, like, up until then, there's basically, like, zero physical evidence to support any of this. It's all just, like, stories. There's, like, I don't know. I got the vibe from, like, this Frank Salisbury was, like mormon and like was a creationist and the person who owns it now is like is mormon so like i think there's some weird religious stuff at play here like it's very complicated (laughs) so that's you know that's the that's the history of of the area so like it's not just skinwalker ranch it's like the uinta basin as a whole So we can talk more specifically about the ranch. So it's currently divided into three homesteads. Um, And then there's like this big sandstone ridge uh, on part of it. There's a river. It's a 512 acre piece of land. So it's a pretty substantial piece of land. The Skinwalker Ranch name was like well so supposedly the i think it's the the ute people so the native american people say that it's like it's in the path of the skinwalker or whatever mm-hmm. um but that like this name and like it's like it's given to it by white people <laughs> and like <laughs> I had listened to a thing that rep that said that like from you know from an archaeologist who said that like this like it it's they're associating it with like this popular concept of skinwalkers, which is like very much a misunderstanding of Navajo culture. And yeah. So what are skinwalkers? <laughs> Do you yeah. So
0: I mean, I know, like, what they are, like, claimed to be. Yes.
1: So, skinwalkers are supposedly, I think, in the best description that I could get of, like, how the Navajo people see these. And the reason that we bring up the Navajo, whereas, like, it's the Ute people in the, um, kind of in the area, I guess, are more prevalent, Um like there's people talk about there was like some sort of beef between them and there's like all this mythology or whatever true or not that like the the Navajo people like cursed were, the land yeah right? like cursed the land but also that it was the Navajo people who were being shitty to the Ute people so like why would they curse the land And, yeah, and, like, so skinwalkers are are supposedly um, Navajo witches and, like, are, I think, evil or seen negatively but, like, are very much part of their, like, their current, you know, belief system and, like, religious system right now. Um, and they're not, you know, the way that they're represented is like, that they're like, Oh, these are native American werewolves. And it's like, that's not really, that's not what they're supposed to be. (laughs) Like it's a different, it's a different thing. And they don't even talk about it, um, with outsiders because they're like very superstitious about it. And Yeah. So I I mean, I'm trying to be careful because like I'm not an archaeologist right. and I also like I was so frustrated listening to so much of this stuff and like especially watching that damn show where I was like, God damn, like this is just like a bunch of white people like interpreting, <laughs> 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 interpreting like all this native cultural stuff on like land that they stole and I don't know, I was feeling very... Annoyed, <laughs> so yeah. So they're 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 shapeshifters, um, and I'd written down that 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 these kind of like shapeshifters or like half animal beings um, are pretty common, I guess, in like archaeological discoveries or argued archae- from an archaeological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've discovered like evidence of. Well, I don't want to say evidence of them existing, but like evidence of like people, I supposedly, it's probably like cave drawings and stuff of like
0: shapeshifter to like
1: half animal. Yeah. yeah. That like date back um, in modern day Germany to between like 35,000 to 40,000 years ago. And there's like also similar creatures or beings that are potentially found like evidence of, um, in cultures, um, even earlier in Indonesia. So like that's a pretty common feature in like religion and myth in a lot of cultures and like continues to be in the Navajo, um, in the Navajo culture. So yeah. So it's complicated because I had a hard time with like so many places and so many people saying like oh you know it's in the path of the skinwalker and the navajo cursed the land and like right <laughs> um and it's like well uh, yeah from what i understand it's like they wouldn't like they wouldn't purposefully bring out the skinwalker like they want to discourage that it's like something that they fear or that they want to distance themselves from so i don't know, Paige.
0: I know. I'm, like, I'm hesitant to, like, even read the definition I have of Skinwalker. Because I'm, like, oh, no, it should just... you read it. Well, but it, like, it reads as, like, a harmful witch who's, like, a monster. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, harmful witch who does... Which I think is...
1: I don't think that's wrong. It's just, like, yeah. But people's, like, I think the, the difference is, like, people say, like, oh, it's, like, a Native American werewolf. And, like, once they become the Skinwalker, they're um they're like out of control and they're like a beast and it's like from what and that's not really what it is it's like the skinwalkers like are intelligent or whatever so anyway that's the origin of the name (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't actually get its
0: name until what like the late like recently really
1: yeah, well, exactly. So like I think that's probably yeah. Is it is
0: like, it Robert Bigelow who gives it the name?
1: I don't know if he gives it to it, but yeah, but it it I saw a few times where it was like native people, you know, said it was in the path of the skinwalker or whatever, but like whether or not that's true, like they weren't calling it Skinwalker Ranch like true. white people gave it that name. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like It gets this skinwalker ranch name because supposedly, you know, they're seen skinwalkers on the land or there's stories of them on the land. Um, But there's like predator type creatures like from the movie, the predator that have been seen Uh, stories of like portals or wormholes with like. Dark humanoid shadow figures walking yeah. out of them. That one gets um, me. <laughs> yeah, like undead slash spectral skinwalkers slash giant wolves or dire wolves that, you know, people pet and then they like try to steal one of their calves so they um <laughs> so they shoot them a bunch of times and they don't die um there's flying saucers there's black triangles there bigfoot was there yes like supposedly bigfoot i like heard a few things of like these um things that in brazilian culture are called chupas which are like metal extraterrestrial boxes that fly around and like apparently melt your dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist activity, like beams of light from the sky or the ground, shaking ground, metallic or like metal on metal, metal sounds happening from like within the earth beneath the ranch.
0: You name it. It's happened here.
1: Yeah. Like paranormal Disneyland, Literally everything happens here, supposedly. <laughs> so that brings us to ownership. And the ranch kind of gets famous with this family that buys it in... The
0: 90s. I think it was like 95.
1: Yeah, I'm looking. 94. Oh, I was so close. 94. 94. So, I should mention that this is a ranch that they're using for cattle ranching. So, they're raising cows for for slaughter. So, that's the other thing that's happening here is cattle mutilations. Um, yeah. So it's a fucking mess. Like, that's why we're a little bit all over the place trying to talk <laughs> about, like, what has happened here. Because there's just no organized way to do it. Like, it's just... It's insane. It's I like was listening to stuff and reading stuff and just thinking, what is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> um, but the first settlers, supposedly, um, this timeline that I'm looking at from skinwalkerranch.org, dot um, says that that the first homestead in the property is built in 1905 supposedly first cattle mutilation is in 1930
0: do they have any stories i so i didn't go back quite that far do they have or i guess like i didn't focus on um this ownership but did they talk about like what those cattle mutilations like looked like or did it just state that it was the first mutilation
1: uh this this timeline like i didn't look that far back in detail either just okay yeah this timeline just says first cattle mutilation occurred on the ranch 1930 um throughout this time and before this first family moves and sets up their homestead on the ranch like there's like waves of ufo sightings and all sorts of weird shit supposedly happening Yeah, like 1950s and 60s, there's a surge of UFO sightings, which is what inspires Frank Salisbury, the biologist, to write the Utah UFO display book. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so that's like in the 1960s. And then getting closer to today, kind of like the current, well, the point being that like there's supposedly still a ton of paranormal stuff happening on the ranch. And kind of the modern iteration of that, um, starts when the Myers family. So it's still the, it's this original family that settled there. And it must just be like, you know, their descendants or whatever. They sell the property to the Sherman family. And you'll sometimes see the Sherman family referred to as the Gorman family. Um, because in this book, um, that was written called Hunt for the Skinwalker. They used a pseudonym, um, the Gormans, gotcha. for that. So that's why you'll see that sometimes.
0: But they see all
1: kinds of crazy shit. Yes. And like, <laughs> and the funny thing is that like the, the Myers family who sold it to them, I think I had read that like they didn't really experience anything. Maybe they did early, early on, but like the people who lived there before them. I thought I had read, like, didn't actually experience anything. Um, but they did have this, like, clause where they supposedly told the Shermans that they wanted to be notified if they ever did any digging on the property. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> People are really <laughs> crazy about digging <laughs> on if- this property. <laughs> Um, and (laughs) so here's the thing about all of these stories, the UFOs, the skinwalkers, the like predator sightings, the damn portals, the cattle mutilations, like supposedly like new people showing up on the ranch or them like digging somewhere on the ranch or, you know, activity happening on the ranch, like somehow spurs paranormal things, to happen or at least that's what the the claims are so yeah so the sherman's move in and like the
0: very first night they have issues like yeah the very first night they say that like this giant wolf yeah the size of a horse attacks one of their calves and like Terry yeah. Sherman basically says he comes out and shoots the wolf several times with several different guns.
1: Yeah. But this is like after they, like it was supposedly tame and they like spent some time like petting it.
0: And oh, right. No. Right. Yeah. They were yeah. friends first. And
1: then it like turns to, you know, this pen where they had these calves and is like, all right, well, I'm getting a snack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was hungry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, it's this wolf is attacking their calf, and he shoots it several times, and, like, the wolf's just like, fuck you, man, that hurt, and leaves. Like, doesn't die, and yeah. just leaves.
1: That's, like... Yeah, and they, like, follow it. It's, like, him and his son follow it and like find some like chunk of flesh from it or something that seems like it's already rotting so it's like I said it's like an undead dire wolf or something like that but like yeah like they say like it's a skinwalker right like (laughs) so it's so crazy it's so crazy so that yes they have these experiences right away there's this digging clause um which i wanted to mention that that is so i know we're not supposed to be doing a ton of debunking stuff this episode but the digging stuff drove me crazy um because they're so nuts about it in the damn history channel show (laughs) um
0: dragon gets pissed
1: <laughs> god yeah we're we're gonna get to the show. There are some characters um but for more, so this is an area where there's like a lot of um there's a lot of oil reserves, so they're like near the ranch right now, there are um oil wells where they're drilling or pulling up from a reserve um and they might be pulling up natural gas as well. But either way, like, it's pretty common, I guess, in areas like that to, if you sell a piece of property, to put in some sort of clause about, like, digging on the land. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody were to find a huge reserve of oil and make a ton of money from it, like, you want to get some of that even though you sold the land. So, like, it's a protection against, like you missing out on this very valuable part of the property. So my thoughts are because people have gotten really crazy about it and like they're like you can't dig on the ranch like it's very dangerous you're going to like awaken stuff or crazy stuff's going to happen. My thoughts are like it's like been a game of telephone. Like it started as this like innocuous, you know, like we just want to know if you're going to do any major digging because like we want to make sure we get some of the money if you find something valuable. And now it's like turned into like, don't don't dig or we're all going to die. Yeah. Like it's dangerous to dig and like, this is what is going to, you know, crazy things are going to happen. So that is my that's my theory about it is like, it's just a misinterpretation or it's gotten exaggerated over the years. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, so they, the Shermans though, don't last super long. Yeah. It's like two years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I would like to say, first of all, so I know you already talked about a lot of the stuff that's happened on the ranch, but I kind of broke it down into like each family. And there are like several things that, You know, they they have the same UFO sightings. Uh, There's one time where Terry says he walks outside and hears voices in an unfamiliar language and claims that they're about 25 feet above his head. Uh, And the dogs apparently like go nuts because they also hear the voices. So that's kind of weird. Um, But then the cattle mutilations, I mean, at this point, like, I'm sorry, I'm out. Like, (laughs) <laughs> if if these are things I'm seeing, you know they own this property for two years. So if in two years I see a freaking wolf that I can't kill, and yeah, yeah, like if I see all this stuff, like I'm out. But the cattle mutilations, they said that um, there were like initially three dead cows. The first. Uh, They found with a hole near the left eyeball. Otherwise, they say it looked like it was completely untouched. There was no trace of blood. Uh, The second cow had a similar hole near its eyeball. And it's going to get a little um, uh, graphic here.
1: Yeah. Content warning if you're sensitive about animal injuries. Just like skip a little bit.
0: (laughs) Um, And a six-inch hole carved out of the rectum.
1: And yes, then heard this one.
0: Yeah, both cows apparently had like an odd chemical odor. And then the third cow, who had been seen like alive and walking around apparently only five minutes prior to being found dead, uh, mm-hmm. had a lot of these like same holes, uh, same thing where there was like no blood on the cow or in the snow anywhere. And that same chemical or odor was apparent. But there was also apparently a circle of twigs around the fallen cow and the tops of the trees appeared severed. So that's pretty (laughs) spooky. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm out at this point. Uh, But then like they said that they lost 20% of their herd in the two years that they lived there because they had the mutilations, but then there were also cattle that just like started disappearing
1: so. yeah yeah i yeah it's not just like cattle mutilation, it's like cattle teleportation
0: like <laughs> right, well yeah, there's like no tracks, they're just gone, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's so oh and, and
0: yeah, I'm so sorry, one more thing, no, you're fine, this is very important, <laughs> apparently, dogs, but like you know like our pet dogs were seen walking upright around the ranch.
1: Oh, yes. And like in the area, so like going with this whole Skinwalker thing, people reporting like seeing like men with the heads of dogs like standing around smoking (laughs) cigarettes. That's kind of never mind.
0: That could just be like a really fucked up thing to say to someone.
1: Oh. (laughs) Today, I
0: saw a man with a dog dog
1: face, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real dog. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So, the ranch kind of gets, like, I think, famous from these people from the experiences that they have. Um, and there's kind of like this discussion of there being like kind of waves of things happening, um, especially with respect to the, the UFO sightings that happen um, in the area and on the ranch. But this triggers um, a man named Robert Bigelow, uh to want to purchase the ranch. And so Robert Bigelow is, he's a a real estate, a hotel an aerospace, I don't know, magnet or whatever. Um, but he's a billionaire, um, who purchases the ranch. Um, and he's like, he's already very interested in the paranormal, especially UFOs, but like, um, but other forms of the paranormal as well. And he sets up this um, national Institute for discovery sciences called NIDS and basically wants to use the ranch as like a living laboratory and brings in like scientists and a bunch of other people to try to figure out what's going on.
0: (laughs) Also, I made note that he bought the ranch for $200,000, which it's what, 500 some acres?
1: Yeah, I thought some people say 480 acres, some people say 512, but yeah, I'm like around 500 acres of land. So it's
0: $200,000. Like these people clearly just wanted to get the fuck out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess I did not see how much the... um, if anyone talked about how much the Shermans had purchased it for, like did they lose money or did they just <laughs> um yeah, did they just want to get out? Um yeah, and if i that like a billionaire interested in buying my land, like I better get paid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check.
1: what we didn't realize when we picked this as our topic for this week um because we tipped it, we we picked it without knowing this but robert bigelow um has his hand in like a ton of different current ufo things like he forms nids he studies the ranch but like the pentagon and they're like that advanced aviation threat identification program that was associated with the Navy videos that we talked about last week. Like that all connects like Robert Bigelow has his hands in that he goes on to form, um, what he, he kind of abandoned Skinwalker as like this, you know, study site in the early two thousands, like gets this Pentagon contract, um, forms Bigelow Aerospace like he's built like and is is testing or was testing like an expandable like habitat for the international space station so like he's legit in like he's the, the aerospace deal. world <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's like so without getting too much in in um the debunking world because we're going to talk about this more in 2 weeks but You know, that's what a lot of people lean on is like if he's, you know, if he's such a big figure in, in like the aerospace, in space travel, he's involved with the Pentagon, like people say, like, this legitimizes what's going on on the ranch. Like it makes it seem more credible. Um, so, okay. He sets up NIDS for a little while. They study it. Um, out of this, um, these two guys associated with NIDS, um, Colm Kelleher, who's a, a biochemist PhD, and um, George Knapp, who's like an investigative journalist, write this book called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Um, which I was gonna listen to the audiobook for it, for this episode and for the next episode, but like found out that it's a little bit problematic in itself. Like it's all secondhand interviews that were collected by NIDS. So it's like all this secondhand information. Um, and from what I understand, like the Shermans who they call the Gormans in the book, like didn't even necessarily realize that like Bigelow was essentially selling their information like in order to be included in this book (laughs) um and supposedly Tom it's Tom right Tom the dad oh Terry Terry Sherman he said that like even though things were embellished in the book like nothing was false like they didn't make stuff up so i mean there is that
0: but do they talk about their time on the ranch at all or they just talk about everybody else's time on the yes
1: ranch? they they do talk about their time okay. um but again it's like this idea that you know you've got scientists on the ranch you've got this guy who like goes on to be involved with this department of defense program and this like very official whatever institute that they formed to look for for ufos he's doing this study he's got phds physicists and biochemists and you know people who used to work for the FBI and the ranch and like they don't really collect any like genuine physical evidence while they're there like they talk about some story where like cameras get destroyed you know when they're trying to record stuff there's like the story about you know some humanoid bigfoot whatever creature crawling out of a portal (laughs) (laughs) But, like, nothing concrete. So, yeah. So, they kind of, I mean, I think eventually he just sort of abandons.
0: Yeah, he's basically like, we're not getting anything here. Let's move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, they they don't find anything. So, like, he decides to to sell it. Um, Yeah. And it's funny, the connection to last week or last episode as well. um, He has, I don't know if he, like, has some sort of beef with MUFON or, like, he's somehow connected to MUFON. There was like something with that. There's also he's involved. Robert Bigelow is involved in the formation of um the to the stars. I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> Academy. So
0: him and Tom Delong.
1: Yeah. So and like I've read additional things since our episode two weeks ago. Cause there's been like I not here's what I'm gonna tell you. I followed like a bunch of, uh, with the spooky um, SciPod Twitter account, I followed a bunch of UFO accounts like while we were doing the research for the last episode and then kind of continuing into this one and it's like they are very dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) They get very worked up. Um, So yeah, I think I mean, I think they kind of there's some bad blood with the Two The Stars Academy. And I think there's some bad blood between them and MUFON because, like, MUFON is non-profit and, like, um, is, you know, I think is a little bit more – what was that? Uh,
0: something fell off my desk, but I don't know what it was.
1: Oh, God. It's the <sighs> demon. It's um. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So – there's i'm leaving that in by the way um yeah so there's some there's like maybe some sort of beef between them but then the to the stars academy is like a for-profit thing and i was like i mean that alone sort of like delegitimizes it right (laughs) (laughs) like any credibility that they did have it's like oh okay um yeah. And then uh, I don't know, other stuff about Robert Bigelow like he I don't know. There's r- s- rumors but it's unclear if it's if if it's true that he was like his whole thing is he wants to like harness alien technology. Like he wants to find or like make contact with the UFOs and like make money off of the whatever technology that they're using. But it's unclear that that's like that that's a legitimate thing. Hmm. Um, okay. So that brings us to the show. Today's owner. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so then in 2016. Brandon Fugel. Fugel? Fugel. Is it F-O? I had it written as Fogle. It's it's Fugle though, isn't it? It's F-U. Oh, it is F-U. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> F-U, Brandon. F-U. Uh- <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Brandon Fugle buys it from Bigelow and he's like, I don't know, some other like real estate magnet. I don't know. So, he buys it and he's like, Um he he, yeah, he comes on like one of his interviews or whatever in the first episode of Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, which is this history channel show where they're like (laughs) supposedly trying to find evidence on the ranch. And it's like, okay, well, the guy who hired like all these PhD and FBI agents and whoever, like, didn't find anything. Like But you are you're gonna find it, Brandon. Yes. Um, and he's just like Ugh, I don't know. He's a weird dude. He he kind of like, he talks about in like sort of a roundabout way about how he's religious and like, he, I sound way too snarky. I'm sorry, religious people. It's fine. Just like, we all know that you're a Mormon man. <laughs> <laughs> like we all know it. <laughs> so There's like, no he, hiding it. Yeah. So he like says that and like that part of his motivation is like, you know, that he wants to know, like, is there something other than us? Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I'm giving him such a hard time because, you know, he's got some sort of like fancy real estate, you know, he sells like high, I don't know, either luxury real estate or like large amounts of real estate um but you know early on they show him like driving this new scientist they're adding to the ranch like in the <laughs> like some ridiculous luxury sports car and like they go to his like private airplane slash helicopter hangar and it's like they come out to meet these guys with like armed guards and it's like goddamn, what kind of like el chapo bullshit is this like it's just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i just like that was like the first five minutes of the show and i was like i think that was about the point where i started texting you like
0: and then it only gets me. better
1: does it though <laughs> it and, like, the only first
0: gets better
1: the first minute of the show they like show a clip from later which i keep thinking they'll come back to and i'm not clear that they have but they show a clip of them like finding a dead cow they have not some, <laughs> oh they have not come back to that yet right no um i suspect and that's
0: all they're going to talk about in the final episode though
1: you are probably correct um but yeah like in the first minute of this show okay Br- we gotta cut we gotta back up Brandon fugle <laughs> buys it he seems like sort of I don't know. He's a character. He wants to like, I don't know, know more about what else is out there. He wants to, he wants to like be Robert Bigelow. Like he wants to continue this research. And I think like his thoughts are like everything that Robert Bigelow did. I don't know. was maybe like locked down or something like that. So uh, yeah. So he wants to like release it to the world or whatever. Um, (laughs) So I don't know okay so in like the opener to the show they show them like finding a dead cow and they're like oh don't touch it like we need to check if it's radioactive and one of the people's just like oh too late <laughs> really I was <laughs> just like oh my god <laughs> what is happening um <laughs> Um. Yeah. And so, uh, the main guy or the new guy that they bring in. Ah, oh, Travis. Um, oh, Travis, you idiot. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't with When
0: he first introduced himself, I thought he was lying about his degrees, so I had to go find them.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, because he's like, Are they legit?
0: Yeah, they are. Because he introduces himself and he's like, I'm Travis Taylor and I'm an astrophysicist and I have a degree in electrical engineering, aerospace, at astronomy, physics, and optical science. And I'm like, fuck bullshit. <laughs> no, you don't.
1: <laughs> but he does.
0: He has a bachelor's in electrical engineering, master's in physics and mechanical aerospace engineering, and astronomy. And he has a PhD in optical science and aerospace systems engineering.
1: Okay. And is it like legit that he worked for NASA? Uh
0: it seems so. I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia here, but uh yeah, it says that he sub- sub-cran- subcontracted Oh my gosh. Subcontracted
1: contracted
0: for NASA in the 60s. Where In the
1: 60s? He's not that old.
0: Wait. No, he's super not that old. Hold on. Let me reread this. <laughs>
1: he's like in his 40s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I super lied to you. His father subcontracted oh. for NASA in the sixties. Okay. I don't see where it says that he did, though. My apologies. Oh. Pro- uh, in NASA. Taylor has worked on various programs for the United States Department of Defense and NASA for over sixteen years. Okay, so yes, okay. sorry, took some digging, but we got there.
1: <laughs> we got there. <laughs> um, yeah, so this guy's name's Travis Taylor. He's got a PhD. So it's like, I mean, they're bringing in, I that's the frustrating part. It's like they're bringing in people that have PhDs um, that, from different backgrounds, like physicists, and he's like a astronomy guy, aerospace guy, whatever. All oh, of those
0: things. <laughs>
1: yeah. But like, I mean, here's the thing. I think I just Googled him briefly and it's like one of the first things that it says about him is like um in the summary that like the, you know like google just brings up yeah. like summary of the person it says like science fiction author <laughs> and it's like well that's all i need to know that tells me everything i need to know about this dude Like
0: <laughs> well yeah it's like they bring somebody in with a phd so that way they can say they have a phd on the team but like they absolutely found the guy that they knew would like, would support what would they're support doing. what they're saying, yeah. So, so that way yeah. it looked like somebody who is like yeah us- using proper scientific techniques is like yeah. But it's
1: claims. all so frustrating though because it's like in the case of Bigelow and in the case of this Fugel guy, like uh, there's so much stuff that they do and that they talk about where it's like you're bringing in people with like physics and like aerospace or whatever degrees, like they're going to see, they're going to have a bias. Like they're going to see that type of explanation for the things that you're observing. And yeah, like there were several times where I was like, get a fucking geologist, like (laughs) get, get a biologist, like get other people whose expertise is like more in what you're looking, looking at like at. just yeah like it's it's like this thing where it's like and speaking as somebody who has a PhD it's like I know a lot like I'm an expert on a very 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 narrow range of science <laughs> like, <laughs> well I've if you're a
0: scientist you know all things about all science that's how it works yes yeah <laughs>
1: like that's what I hate about like these types of things and like It's, like, I know a ton about a very small part, a small sliver of science. And, like, yes, getting a PhD, I think, like, does give you the tools to know how to, like, know how to research things, know how to think critically about things. But it doesn't, like, all of a sudden make you able to, like, solve every scientific mystery in, like, every field or whatever. So... Yeah. (laughs) So that's just the thing that drives me crazy. Um, cause yeah, that it's like the further you get in your education, like you think, Oh, like when you graduate undergrad, you think you're going to go to grad school and it's like, Oh, you're going to be just an expert and you're going to be so smart. And then it's like, you get to grad school and you get done with your PhD. And you're like, I don't know fucking anything. (laughs) Uh-huh. So <laughs> <laughs> you just learn about all of the things that you don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so that I mean that's kind of like that's it, right? <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know how much we want to talk about the or what else we want to say about the show, but there's just a ton of that that won't. Cause me to slip into like debunking. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically what did I say to you the other day in this show? They do a lot of things, but they don't teach you anything. Like
1: exactly. (laughs) There's
0: a lot of, they do a whole lot of stuff, but nothing actually like, there's no evidence that any of this stuff is any of the stuff they think is happening is happening. No, no. They're just like, Oh, well that didn't work. Let's move on to the next thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're, yeah. Like I should say they, I don't know, they've got this insane, like war room set up, like <laughs> monitoring everything on the ranch and all of this different equipment. Um, <laughs> Although when they get to the part where they're doing, like, the ground penetrating radar scans or the GPR scans, Uh just, like, dragging the shit behind an ATV. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's happening here? Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so they, like, you know, they've got these (laughs) – it goes back to, like, a month ago when we talked about all this, but they've got, like – Things where they're measuring, um, they're measuring electromagnetic fields, and they like claim that there's like significantly higher than background levels of uh, like microwave radiation um, and and other non-ionizing radiation. But then they like start talking about ionizing radiation. I don't know. Um, non-ionizing, well, which is like it's a whole other thing, right? Cause it's people who don't understand like your cell phone is not going to give you brain cancer. Like the type of radiation that it's emitting or receiving is non-ionizing. So it's like, it's not going to do anything to your cells. Um, <laughs> and it's different than ionizing radiation, which is like, you know, the stuff that is associated with like a nuclear blast. Right. Um, and that's the stuff that's gonna, you know, melt your skin off if you watched, Chernobyl um but they yeah like they're they're saying that they're measuring both of those types of radiation you know the day that they get there like people are I don't know (laughs) they're like they're digging holes and like the one guy's head is like swelling up in a weird way Uh, like they're freaking out about digging like uh the one guy gets like radiation burns yes um it's like you got like a bug bite or something (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and like they talk about like electrical phenomena like shadow figures hearing voices this like the ridge like the sandstone ridge that's on the property glowing at night and they do show like footage of it i think it's like infrared footage Mm -hmm. we're like yeah like it it looks like it's glowing and i mean i don't know over the course of the show they like capture i don't know they make measurements of radiation they make measurements of they supposedly capture video of like some ufo yeah they which they call ufos which is like infuriating the whole time. <laughs> every time I hear, uh, hear it <laughs> <laughs> who the hell
0: says UFO it I don't know it is an acronym um, it is not I
1: don't know a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm like watching this and it shows like the dates sometimes and it's like I think it's from it's from like last summer like one of the dates that they show is like May 2019 and I was like uh May 2019 like what a simpler time can we yeah, but they it's just it's infuriating and it's like impossible for us to talk about everything because like we could do just a show on this show. Because it's like everything that they're doing, like they claim that they're doing these quote-unquote experiments, but it's like none of it is scientific at all. Like <laughs> none of it is set up in a way that like is going to give you actual data. And it's like the same thing that people Have said like when we talked about demons and when we talked about ghosts and when we talked about even UFOs and like it's been said about the ranch in the past with the stuff that Bigelow was doing that it's like, well, you know, this just it just you can't use science, you know, to to study this. It's just it's outside of science. And it's like, that's fucking bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That just means it's bullshit. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) That's just your excuse because you can't prove that this stuff is real.
1: Right. Yeah. And, like, I also wanted to definitely mention that, like, this show is, like, done by the same people um, who do the, like, Oak Island show also on the History Channel, which I don't know a ton about, but I've seen ads for because I've been watching this other show. They're, like, looking for some sort of buried treasure on some island (laughs) that, like, there's some legend about. But it's, like, they've been looking for that shit for, like years now like they are several seasons in and it's like for me it like looks like they find like a little piece of metal sometimes in the dirt but like they've not actually found anything so it's like what you said they show you a lot of stuff and like a lot of supposed evidence but it's no better than like ghost hunting like they're not there's no background levels being taken here there's no like double blind studies there's no there's nothing that could like that you couldn't yeah just debunk um so it's it's very frustrating to watch and like i think these the people who who created this show are also associated with the the ancient aliens show and yeah i mean that's like just become the butt of a lot of jokes (laughs) i'm gonna have
0: to watch the oak island show now
1: no i (laughs) thought i wanted to watch it and like now that i've watched this Absolutely not. (laughs) Like I've heard that this is better than Oak Island. So that tells you something about Oak Island. Um, And Steven and I did watch, we watched like a whole season of ancient aliens and we were like all in when we watched it. This was like years and years ago now. Um, And then we found out that it was just like, these people are total crackpots (laughs) and we were really bummed out. <laughs> be bummed out because like this this is frustrating. Like it's frustrating with ghost stuff too like and it's frustrating with the UFO stuff that we talked about last week like there could be real stuff happening here but there's just so much craziness around it. Like I would rather watch a show where they, like, do, like, a Mythbusters-style show. Like, they are actually scientific about it. And, like, even if that meant that they found nothing, like, at least I would know that, like, it was under controlled conditions, you Right. Know?
0: Right. Because now it's, like, I don't believe any of this shit because...
1: Because it seems I, like you guys have no idea what you're doing. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't trust the people doing the work.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's... It's, and and there's, I have a lot of specific notes about things to talk about when we cover debunking. Yeah. Week. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I think the only other thing I want to say is that they've had these cow mutilations and like, I just have to put this out here because I'm so frustrated by it. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? They bring cows onto the farm so or onto the ranch so that way they can... I don't know. No, there are
1: already cows on the ranch.
0: They bring in more, don't they? I swear that happened. Maybe it didn't. No, there are
1: already cows. I could be lying yeah. about that.
0: But there are cows. And then yeah. they bring in alpacas because they want to, I don't know, I guess, see if they, like, react to something. They videotape them and see, like, oh, is there anything that they get worked up about? Do they start acting funny at certain times? Whatever. Yeah, and they do this. Well,
1: this is like what I was saying was that they, you know, they claim that new things on the ranch will sometimes like stimulate the ranch to essentially react. That it's like this, like intelligent whatever that's that's reacting and and interacting with the people there. So they want to bring on these alpacas to like try to trigger something. But also to see how they react because alpacas are, like, apparently not as stupid as cows.
0: But it's, like, so fucked up. <laughs> and then they, yeah. like, sh- like right after they bring the alpacas, they start digging, which is, like, you know.
1: <laughs> apparently a no-no. A no-no. Oh, that is the other thing we forgot to mention. Well, we did mention him before. But, like, Robert Bigelow is – is this, like, eccentric kind of billionaire figure. And it's like, well, I guess all billionaires are eccentric to some extent. But he, like, was known for going around with, like, armed guards. And this Brandon Fugel guy, like, does the same thing, right? He's got, like, armed guards in his airplane hangar. And then on the ranch, there's, like, armed guards. But one of them um, is named... I don't what know is this his actual name? <laughs> I
0: just know him as Dragon. Hold on, I might have it.
1: <laughs> he goes by Dragon, but I definitely wrote down his real name. Oh, Bryant. Yeah, so his name is Bryant, and he's like, is one of or the head like armed security guard, and they're carrying around these like huge rifles. But um, he goes by Dragon, and it is just like. <laughs> dude like he and the funny thing is is like he is oh he's just like the worst like toxic male attitude like i mean they all are like and he he gets so pissy about like them wanting to dig on the ranch and like he's like oh i don't have a phd but like so like apparently i don't get an opinion <laughs> he or what it's
0: very frustrated one of my other favorite dragon scenes is when they have that like potential UFO sighting, and then yeah. like right after, Dragon claims he's like dizzy and queasy, and I guess like his heart rate goes up a little bit. Yes. and they're like, "Oh God, this must mean something." It's like this motherfucker just thought he saw a UFO.
1: Of course, yeah, his like blood of course pressure pressure he's is gonna... a little bit worked up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, and then like poor precious Thomas. Oh yeah, like sort of just seems like he. Is like, in <laughs> over his head. So Thomas is one of the other people who I think is maybe, like, a caretaker or something. I don't know what his I deal is. I don't really is. know why he's there. Yeah. Uh, it's unclear. Um, But he, like, apparently had some sort of, like, instantaneous, like brain swelling slash fluid buildup like on the back of his skull that sent him to the hospital at one point and that gets like reactivated when they start digging around for stuff and it's like
0: and the poor guy like he gets back from the emergency room and they're like oh you're all right cool get back to work
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know i know i just I don't know it's just <laughs> insane and like it's it's just crazy but they like you it's like I brought up these other history channel shows and like you see ads that play during this show and it's like it's like all dudes and then all the other shows in that show are like all dudes and it's like oh my god like Give me the confidence of like a white man who has no fucking idea what he's talking about because (laughs) that's what's going on here. (laughs) I'm fully fight the patriarchy this episode. Like I'm fucking tired. I dig (laughs) it. (laughs) You see what I did there?
0: I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) I'm so funny.
1: Oh, so hilarious. Um. (laughs) I just, oh my gosh. There's just so much stuff to unpack here. And the show is just, it's crazy. All right. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say. i, I It's unclear. There's so
0: many things. Like I'm going back and reading some of these quotes from Travis. And it's like this one, because I'm a scientist, you probably think I wouldn't be open to spiritual explanations. It's like, Motherfucker, I would <laughs> I wouldn't have expected <laughs> you to be open to any of the shit that's happening on this ranch.
1: And you uh, are, so right. I don't know. Right. It's just it's crazy.
0: If you haven't started watching the show, don't. do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or just like watch one episode and then realize that like nothing else is gonna happen <laughs> right in it, any of the other episodes. you're not
0: gonna miss anything by turning it off after that episode,
1: yeah, I don't even know what the one guy's name is. There's Eric Bard, and then there's the guy the other scientist who's got the white hair, oh yeah, his name is Jim Segula
0: or Segula, maybe who like I don't yeah. even know why the hell he's there.
1: Right. They were kind of like they were on the Eric's like the principal investigator and they were on the ranch before Travis got here investigating. And they're like they kind of both seem like they just they don't know what's going on. Right.
0: He doesn't know what's (laughs) going on. And then it's like Jim, who apparently has advanced degrees in engineering and physics. Great. Yeah. But then they bring him in to be I don't, like, I don't understand. Somehow he gets brought in for the head injury when Tom is in the hospital the first time. And it's like, (laughs) how? (laughs) Apparently because he's a physicist, he, like you said earlier, he knows all things about all things science and can diagnose this guy who has, like, this weird brain injury. I don't know it's weird. Yes. Yes. (sighs) So that's this that's the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. That's
1: the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And yeah, as you can see, it's just got an insane history, a very long history and an insane history. And it's like it's sort of frustrating that it's been treated the way that it has because uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like I, when we talk debunking more specifically, we'll go over this. But it's like I feel like a lot of people feel like because Bigelow was involved, like yeah, that there's legitimate stuff happening here, and that because there's so much that it's le- it means that it's legitimate. But I have a lot of thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> Until next time.
1: <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you so... have any? Do
0: you have a thing you
1: don't write? I don't have a thing. Okay. So yeah, sorry guys. Uh, usually we would do um, our short short story at the end. Um, I don't know. We which we still don't know what to call it. Spooky short um, at the end. <laughs> but I totally forgot to look one up this week. So and we're we just had plenty skip it. to talk about anyway. <laughs> and we have plenty to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh with Skinwalker Ranch. So, next time we will dig into um more specifics on debunking um and yeah, we'll we'll try to figure out some of the the crazy stuff that's that's happening here.
0: All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up then, right?
1: Per usual, like subscribe, give us a rating. Um find us on social media.
0: And tune into episode five to learn more about Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> Bye!
0: Peace.